In our latest episode, we had the pleasure of featuring Lee Tarzian, an exceptional HR professional and the SHRM certification lead for PB SHRM. Her energy and insights just brought the conversation into a remarkable atmosphere. I love laughing with her and catching up with her. Her story is one to have a listen to. So if you haven't caught that episode, I hope you get to do so soon. Now we're gearing up for our next guest, Deadrian Maddox, also known as D from DMX Consulting on Unplug with Mel. Get ready for another insightful conversation as we dive into her experiences and expertise. Stay tuned on what motivates her, what drives her into the next level, and how she stayed persistent in setbacks and struggles. You can hear us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for what promises to be yet another engaging and enlightening episode. Don't miss out on her wisdom that she brings to the table. Enjoy. Good morning. Welcome, Dee. How are you this morning? I'm fine. Good morning, Mel. Good morning. Thank you for joining us during uh, quarter four. I know it's hectic in the HR world, and I love that I can have about 45 minutes of your time today with Unplug with Mel. Our goal here today is for you to tell your story to inspire infinite growth. And Mm -hmm. uh, briefly, we got to know each other or we kind of connected during HR Southwest this year, but I've seen you around um, and you're more affiliated with Dallas HR. Yeah. Um, but I love how all those pieces kind of help bring us all together. Your network is your net worth. And that's our lovely Bruce Waller coming into play there. Yes. And so I got to get to know you a little bit this morning. And I really want to just let you introduce who you are with your work, your community, your projects. And then we'll go into our first question. So, D, who are you? Well, hello, Mel, and hello to all of your listeners. Uh, my name is Dee Maddox, and I am the founder and CEO of DMX Consulting, which is a um, HR consulting firm. And what we prove to do is to unlock your ability to own your success. And mm. the is the key to unlocking that. So with my trademark platform, the deed, a deed mm. signifies ownership and a deed signifies action. You get to own your success, but you unlock that growth that it comes with success by recognizing accountability issues. So basically, mm-hmm. I've dedicated my business to helping organizations get the key to success by getting ownership of their accountability, which is one of the biggest problems that we face with individuals within those organizations. So Mm -hmm. uh, after 25 years of federal employment uh, across multiple states uh, with my MBA, and I was SHRM certified for over 20 years, I decided to start DMX Consulting. Along the way, I started doing things that I love, giving back to the community, and I was uh, dressed for success, your hour, her power, honoree for Women's History Month. I was the Junior League of Collin County Volunteer of the Year for 22, and then I was delighted to graduate Leadership Frisco here in my city uh, in 2021, but been married for almost 26 years. Um, And I have two lovely uh, adult children, 18 and 21, uh, and two beautiful parents who relocated from Birmingham to Texas recently because I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. So Hmm. that's who I am in a nutshell, Mel. Thanks for asking. I love it. I love that other people in consulting have this beautiful niche. It doesn't matter what we're doing in consulting. It's different and it sets us apart. Your brand is definitely you, Dee, and I can totally see what you're doing out there. Well, thank you for introducing yourself. The first question that I lean into 
is more of just your journey and sharing some key moments uh, and ex or experiences that shaped who you are today. Cause I know there's a story in there. There is. So the thing that I think shapes really who I am is my ability to commit. So one of the values for DMX consulting, which stands for demand excellence is commitment and consistency that that's what I'm built on. That's how I was made. It took me Mel, hold on to your hat eight years to get a four-year degree. Wow. And I was never unenrolled the entire time. So I didn't take a, there was no break. There was no gap year. I just, as they say, in finding Nemo, just keep swimming. I just kept getting enrolled. So no one ever asked me how long did it take me to get the degree? Even in HR, you don't ask how long it took you to matriculate, you only want to know, did you get it? So yeah. that is one of the things that shaped me that if you just keep working at your goal, then you will accomplish it, even if it's baby steps. Yeah, little by little. I love that Finding Nemo, just keep swimming motto for sure. <laughs> in okay obviously in that that journey and stuff like that um did you experience any significant setbacks or challenges that you faced along the way whether it is with starting your consulting business or maybe in your first alignment of jobs that really faced the challenge of am i made for this and if so how did you overcome them and i'm glad that you had that question it's a perfect segue from your first question those eight years I first wasn't playing to my strengths, which is something that we do when you coach people on. Um, yes. I was in the wrong major. Oh, I was using mixed messaging to determine how and what I was going to do with my life. So my, my, my dad felt that um, technology and computers were going to be the wave of the future and that that would be a great way for his daughter to own a good living. So you should definitely major in computer science technology. That's going to mm -hmm. be the wave of the future. Now, I'm a lady of a certain age. Of course, he was right. Look at where we are now. However, I was struggling in the programming classes. And so I then met my now husband who said, if you're struggling in the thing that's going to be your major, are you certain that's how you want to spend the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Powerful. I, I had not thought of that. So mm -hmm. that was the first time I got that question and I wasn't playing to my strengths. The second time was during pandemic. Before mm -hmm. I quit my day job and started DMX Consulting, I was working in an analytical role, but I've always loved people and all of my spare time, I spend time with people, yet I was working with data. Mm -hmm. So when pandemic came and I'd stopped and paused, you know, what am I doing every day? Is it something I really enjoy? When am I the most happiest? And that's when I realized I was working in a role that was fulfilling because I was making a significant contribution to the team. However, I wasn't playing to my strengths. Was I good at data? Yes. Was I happy doing it every day? No. And with people dying from that, what we experienced during pandemic with all of the catastrophes mm -hmm. of people being exposed mm -hmm. and losing their life. Life was too short for me to continue doing something that didn't bring me daily joy. That's so true. Happiness that's is our choice. Yeah. Happiness is our choice. Um, wow. I see. I don't know D like this. Some of my other guests, I, I know pretty well to kind of not be shocked, but I love where you say that you were not in alignment with your strengths, because if you're not paying attention to what you're really good at, what comes effortlessly, 
you know, whether it's people engagement or, you know, some people are really good at policy and procedures or data, but if it doesn't fulfill you in that role, then you're missing out on what you could be called to do. And I love that. So how did you stay motivated in that, um, in that season where, when did you switch majors? So immediately after I had that discussion with my husband, um, well, he was my, not even, we weren't even dating (laughs) when he asked the question, he asked me, was I seeing my advisor? Well, I really was seeing my advisor. He asked a follow-up question. He said, so you told me your major. He said, what's your minor? And I said, oh, well, my minor is business, but I'm killing those classes. They're super easy. I get all A's in those. And he said, can you repeat that, please? He's He's a bit of a Weisenheimer. And I said, oh, I'm getting A's in all of my business classes. He said, so what's stopping you? from switching your major to your minor and making your minor, I mean, making, switching your major to your minor, making your minor your major. And so Mm -hmm. I did. That's exactly what I did. I switched. I had qualified enough computer science classes to qualify and finish off the major portion. The business classes came naturally and easily to me. I was able to load up on those and take uh, and go ahead and finish up and uh, graduate. So I graduated in June and married him in December and this December when this airs will be 20. I, I can years. see why you married him. I mean, to give you that kind of wisdom to help, you know, launch your success is like, oh yeah, you're now my team partner for life, babe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the crazy part is when I said I was, I minus the hustle and bustle of the office where I had a side of people to go with the data here at home, working on my laptop without those people is when I realized I needed more of the people aspect to maintain a certain level of motivation and fulfillment. And I approached him about starting the business and and letting my day job go. And once again, uh, knowing who I really am, he goes, I could see that. Yeah, you should. You see, you were happier when you were doing people and training and all of the Mm -hmm. things that relate to improving how we do what we do every day. And there's no shortage in the HR community at all of people. Exactly. Exactly. I can definitely, and I just know you from the screen of a few interactions in person that you are definitely in alignment with what you're called to do. But that to say in the trajectory of, you know, taking eight years to graduate and then switching your major and then finding that you're in data of all places. And you did that how many years? 12. 12. And then here comes COVID. Mm -hmm. It it knocks us all on our, took Mm -hmm. us, you know, going, what, what are we doing now? Um, I'm pretty sure that you had moments of doubt or even failure. Uh, How did you stay focused in that uh, and motivated on your objectives that to launch a career, uh, a consulting business during all of this? So one of the things that I've always done without any prompting, just because it's what I love to do is volunteer. Mm -hmm. So I was really getting my fix on the people and the relationships through philanthropy philanthropic activity. Mm -hmm. I was volunteering in the community. I was working wherever the kids were. So my kids have gone through Frisco ISD. Um, Wherever the kids were, I was always volunteering in the neighborhood, in the community, at the school. Uh, Also, I've been an active member of Junior League of Collin County. So I was volunteering there. So always doing the give back. And I grew up, I'm a church girl. I grew up uh, in, in a family of faith. So I was always active and involved at church as well. So that being the case, I was able to really get my um, fix of people through my give back. So whenever those down times came or I started feeling some type of way, I knew it was time for me to do something for someone else. 
Mm-hmm. So volunteering and giving back, whether so homelessness and food insecurity, operation care uh, in the city of Dallas uh, every December, uh, food banks, food pantries. It was always my way to give back. That's how I managed to stay motivated, even though I was working during the day in a role that wasn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I love that as I talk to different guests, the theme of giving back to their community or Um, what your output is versus your input is all about helping others. And it sets our community like Dallas HR, our HR Southwest. When you meet these people, I don't know how anyone can just walk away and be like, okay, that's good enough. Like, no, like dig in deeper. Um, Because in the pivotal moments of our life where we're struggling or we have moments of doubt or even um, admitting, like for me, I have an acute anxiety disorder. And when I was vulnerable enough to reach out to a few members through our HR community, like I don't ever see myself being as successful as you because I suffer from this and it's who I am. Mm -hmm. And they immediately go, that's not who you are. It's something you have that you can conquer. Um, And the more, how do you conquer in that is building your confidence and how do you build your confidence by being there for someone else, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that was like that aha moment going, So you're telling me I could be better in my career if I just say, okay, I have anxiety, but it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. It was that simple of a fix. Yeah. And the the HR community there has without a doubt been that instrument for me because they could have just shunned me and be like, oh, she's a little weird. You know, she got a little anxiety going on. No, Mm -hmm. they proved my worth and saying, nope, it's not who she is. It's what she has. And I'm actually now a year and a half later off of all of my anxiety medication. Oh, yay. That's awesome. What a so wonderful testimony. Of, yeah. Because of community of outreach, of giving my time and stuff to others, as well as taking their constructive criticism mm-hmm. and doing the work. I was like, I don't need that crutch anymore. Right. I have other tools in my toolbox that will help me conquer um, my anxiety. And um, I love what it's done for me and that stuff. So I can see how you giving back in any role that you had, where it wasn't filling your bucket of people, you mm-hmm. still were out there feeling that bucket the way you needed to. So how has the consultant business filled that bucket? So similar to you, I wouldn't have met you without Dallas HR and HR Southwest. As I was prepping myself, so I don't do anything without planning and researching. So I was doing a lot of um, webinars and a lot of education because there's you, you need to know what you're getting into. So basically, I was studying entrepreneurship. I log into uh, a meeting and I meet um, Sierra Bailey out of Austin, who has a book called Smarter Starting. And Sierra recommends that I uh, connect with someone she has met in her, uh, and this was all during COVID, virtual she introduces me virtually to Darice Frencha. Darice says, you have to be in Dallas HR. And I said, oh, well, I've been a member of Sherm National for years. She was like, no, if you're going to do anything, and I was just getting started. She said, if you're going to do anything that's HR related, you should be in Dallas HR. The national chapter is great, but the most impactful relationships are going to come from Dallas HR. And Mm -hmm. so I joined Dallas HR at her recommendation 
and it was phenomenal. The the it, that's I started volunteering even more. I joined the community relations committee, and uh, that's when I went to my first HR Southwest conference and got an opportunity to speak and present my platform. And then I got to go again for the second year and speak again, actually twice. But I also met you. So like Dallas HR really and we totally connected. Like you were so vibrant at. Um... HR Southwest this year, and that there was no way I wasn't going to introduce myself. And what's so funny, you were coming right over to me and I was coming right over to you and you said my hair and I said your shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were drawn. We, we were, were drawn. drawn. My hair was red for those that can't see us and her Yay. shoes were red. And she was just very well put together. And then of course my hair is my statement piece or whatever, but it was so funny because Mel normally doesn't go up to someone she doesn't know and say, hi, I'm Mel, but I love your shoes. That's not normally what I would do, but it was down uh, at the whiskey and rye at the Omni there <laughs> and everyone's HR down there during that conference. Yeah. So it's like now or never Mel go introduce yourself. And then we bumped each other a few times during the conference center. And it's just a well, well rounded way of going. It's okay to do it afraid. It's okay to not be, you normally but when you go to these events you come out of your shell you know you're they're all ready to meet you all ready to engage with you all ready to support you Mm -hmm. i agree i was reading it and i think it was bruce waller's book um and i call him the check-in guy because he always lifts up others he's always you know doing the best or whatever so i feel like that's amazing hr you know conferences because you go there you could be in a season at your company or in your career. And if you actually opened up uh, during an appetizer or a meet and greet or whatever, someone's in there going to be like, I was there and it's going to be okay. And, you know, here's my number, C- connect with me on LinkedIn and we're going to get to, and they'll check in with you again. Like, how's it going? Yeah. You know, Bruce have you amazing. thought about it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, have you thought about it going this way? Have you tried to be smarter about it and not work so harder on it? Cause you know, work harder or you know, work smarter, not harder. And I love how many of those cheerleaders um, that we have in our community with HR. And so if you're listening today and you don't have that, D is one, you know, find oh, her on LinkedIn and tell her you heard her on Unplug with Mel and she will respond back to you. Um, oh, and yeah. she'll be part of your little pocket book that you need to carry around because you cannot go through this world alone. I agree. Uh, in your career, in your personal life or whatever. And I think HR community sets us apart um, like none other. So we're going to move into something pretty cool here, what I like to do. And it's okay. sharing a particular inspiring or memorable victory or okay. success story from your journey. So I've had quite a few. Um, the Finishing my degree was a big coup, right? And then I kind of was so exhausted. I thought I'd never go back, but of course I did. I went on to get my master's, but Outside of education, one of my biggest victories was being selected for the human capital team lead for space shuttle retirement. Oh, so wow. I, the space shuttle, space transportation has been in the news a lot lately because mm-hmm. SpaceX is trying because space transportation has been outsourced. It's no longer a, a major component of NASA. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time I was working for NASA and under the Bush presidency, it was determined that the space shuttle needed to be retired because of the loss of life accidents. I wasn't the most senior person on the human capital team. As they were putting together a cross-functional team of representatives to bring together administration, operations, accounting, engineering, and I wasn't, I'd only been there for a year or two. There were way senior people 
who could have been selected, that was the biggest honor of my career being selected as the human capital team lead. So now this was an informal position that was appointed and designed with the sole purpose of being the human resources representative for the entire NASA space transportation program as it was being dismantled um, and helping re-engineer and retool those engineers to find new jobs that had nothing to do with space transportation. So what a task. But it was a group effort. So simply being able to be picked as point, basically, Uh, they could have selected anyone from any directorate within HR. And I was selected and I was told because of similar to what you said, I had been observed and how I interacted. I did new employee orientation at the time Mm -hmm. training and all of the fresh out fresh graduates, engineers, I seem to know a lot of them because, of course, they all come through orientation. So I'll be walking through the center and people will be saying, hey, Dee. And they were like, do you know? And I said, well, I do Neo. I meet all the engineers on their way in. But they were like, they actually speak to you and talk to you. Normally, the engineers only talk to engineers. So it was because of that relatability. Mm-hmm. I was selected to be thrust back into the organization to work with them and to help them retrain and retool to find other roles. So that was my biggest uh, claim to fame. Is you is helped them on the way in, and then you helped them on the way out. Exactly. Exactly. I loved it. And we decided not to it. work them out. We actually re-employed them throughout yeah. other organizations, well, so they didn't you know, have to leave NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were. Well, yeah, I, I see that too. But even so, 